Welcome inside 254. Let's close the office door and start the conversation. <laughs> the fire is burning. Behold the Trumpster fire. No, this isn't the Trumpster fire. I know, but <laughs> that's the Trumpster fire. That's the dumpster fire. The dumpster, dumpster fire. fire. Trumpster fire. Uh, brought brought to us uh, by our friends over at Raging Chicken Press Out the Coop Podcast. Thank you, Raging this is Chicken. still too loud. Motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> YouTube clearly is not going to let this on because there's a it's curse like, word. There's a curse word. YouTube is very clean. Yeah, right. Okay. So, um, is this on? Yes. Great. Yes. We're recording. Talk into your microphone. Hello. <laughs> Dear Woman is such a cool anthology. I'm so grateful that you yeah. gave it to me. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Everybody I, should actually. Oh my God. It. I am teaching it in the fall. Yay. Yep. Okay. Ordered it. So this is episode. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. I'm going to tell this making mm-hmm. the sausage getting made. That's going to be the title of this on okay. YouTube. That sounds good. So this is okay. This is the, this is the episode after the water episode. So we have an episode coming out 32 next week. This is 32. This is episode 32. So I want to start this episode by shouting out and thanking our newest listeners on Facebook. And I'm not going to go over every single one because we've picked up a bunch of new listeners in the last week, which we're really grateful for. So I'm just going to read a few names just to say thank you. Um, Mo Folk, Alex Maria, Tika Bell, Brianna Ahern, Danielle Bodner, Pat McNally, Julie Thume, Danielle Smith, Karen Chalou, Sherry Burke, Tracy Pekinas, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. <laughs> Schaefer Stark. Oh, Schaefer. Right. Hi, Schaefer. Daryl. Daryl. Dale Fennelly. Thanks, Dale. Uh, Diane Standen, Madison Caitlin, Katie Quinn, and a whole bunch of others. So thank you so much for those of you who have joined us and are following us now on Facebook and liking us. I would like to ask those of you who are listening, if you could go on to our Facebook page, join us there and get, you know, like, like and follow us on Facebook. Um, so that's my first ask for you. Now, let us get to the episode. So let me switch over here because now I need some sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, we are going to, no, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> I gotta get, my phone is not cooperating. Ugh. I think that's enough, YouTube. You don't get to hear the game show. You don't get to hear the game show. Because that's the episode. But wait, wait, wait. Love you. Wait, wait. Oh, here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little preview of what you can look forward to. Thanks for listening. Peace. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Why is this so loud? Okay. What's so loud? What's happening? Because when we're talking, see how loud I am when I talk into the mic? Yeah. That's actually okay, but then it's just, you know, when we go. Am I too loud? just playing with levels don't worry about it it's fine okay that's why you're the executive producer (laughs) all right okay so moving on to the game show portion of our table talk i want to shout out to our friend um dr tabitha bernstein danis for this idea i actually totally stole this idea from you tabitha and you knew i was going to do this because you put this on facebook and she she wrote at one point like a couple of weeks ago Oh my gosh, I I should create a game called um, Headlines, you know, Breitbart Infowars of the Onion. And I was like, oh my God, that's genius. (laughs) So I told her, I said, I'm going to take it, but I said I'd give you credit. So I'm giving you credit, Tabitha. Thank you very much for that idea. Our first expert extra interviewee. (laughs) That's right. Tabitha. And if you haven't listened to that, go on 
back and listen to it because it's still very relevant. It's still very relevant, especially with uh, DeVos and everything she's trying to change in education. Tabitha is a special education expert and her expert extra way back from when we started. Yep. Um, that was been, been legit December 2016. I know. So go back and listen to hers. Just as a reminder, if um, so for our game today, obviously it's the headline game. And the question is whether a headline is Breitbart, Infowars, or The Onion. Okay. (laughs) Hopefully you know what all three of those are. So so The Onion is a satirical site. The Onion is satirical. Infowars is the ultra... Alex Jones. I think of Infowars as the... um, as the Tiki Torch Nazi site. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, the Alex Jones kind yeah. of, like, they produce a lot of their own yeah. texts kind of thing. And yeah. Breitbart is like a clearinghouse of shithole. Yeah, right, right-wing <laughs> right wing, right wing, um, media. They um, like me. Yeah, they love you. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so It's like the place where trolls go to get their victims of who they want to troll. Yes. Is Breitbart. Exactly. So we're going to start. I have three rounds here for Colleen to guess uh, the headline. And just as a reminder, uh, if she gets it right, there will be like a little fun little fairy sound. You can that use I it will, as a meditation. <laughs> that I, will, I will do my best for you. That I will insert later in post-production. But I actually have the uh, you got it wrong sound with me. And it is. Oh. <laughs> do the other one. That's so pretty and nice. <laughs> that's the that's the fun sound. Okay. You can all meditate so like, now. No, meditate now. Meditate. Oh meditate. We're not cutting this either. I'm leaving we were leaving this in. <laughs> because you all you need to see it. You gotta see this. You gotta see this. You gotta see this. Fucking, no, seriously. It sounds like this. It, let me do it for you. What? I but I need it. Hold on. Just fuck. You know what I give you for Here this? <laughs> I think Amanda just does that sound live because she really likes buzzing me. So we're just going to let her have it. Yeah, there. <laughs> we're going to let her have it. Just let her have that moment. It's a hard world we it's live in. It's a hard world. There it is. <laughs> and it's fuck. You know what? Sometimes my oh phone. My oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're having a dance party. Oh, we're going to win a Pulitzer right now. We're going to win a Pulitzer. We're winning a Pulitzer, and you're leaving all of this in. You know what? Sometimes I just don't even know. Okay. Did you get a new phone case? No. <laughs> That's the problem. Okay. So. Okay, I think we're ready to go That was 30 now. seconds of fabulous. And I think that's a really great setup for our game show. It is. So let's have some fun, folks. We're already having right. it. We're already, already having it. We're already having fun. We, we do nothing but have fun here on Inside yes. 254. We love it. Okay, my friend. Round one mm-hmm. of the headline game is feminism. <laughs> so uh, these are headlines related to feminism in some way, shape, or form. And the question is... Were they on Bright? Was the headline on Breitbart, The Onion, or Infowars? Okay. Okay. First headline: Feminists attack Amy Schumer's "I Feel Pretty" trailer for reinforcing unwoke beauty standards. Um, I think that's Breitbart. <gasps> Good job. Thank you. Because it's not like as hateful as Infowars. That's right. But also, I know that was true, so I knew it wasn't on The Onion. Bravo. So I am. I'm, I used my powers. Good job. See, all that time I spend on social media is useful. (laughs) That's fantastic. Okay. Second second headline Mm -hmm. under feminism. Mm -hmm. I don't support feminism if it means murdering all men. God. Infowars. Breitbart. Breitbart. 
Oh, that onion. <laughs> Which one is you just dinged me for all three of them? Infowars. Oh, it is Infowars, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's the onion. <laughs> <laughs> See, like I'm trying to look at too many things. You were right. It's it's the onion. So I'll play a little. I didn't. Onion. No, I didn't say the onion first. No, you didn't. But then you guessed the onion. Yeah, so. but I said all three. That's not really fair. I mean, that's I just lit- literally <laughs> just shotgunned three in a row. So, so that's not shot- fair. So your shotgun of three is. <laughs> okay. So that so was yes. from where? That was from the onion. And it was I don't I, I don't support feminism if it means murdering all men. Right, because I would assume they're playing on <laughs> the idea right. that feminists right. do not believe that, but Breitbart and Infowars would <laughs> like to purport that we do. Exactly. I mean, I don't want to speak for all feminists. <laughs> no, but but of course. Okay, uh, last headline in the feminism round: How feminism destroyed France. Ooh, c'est détruit la France. Um, Breitbart. Infowars? Yes. It destroyed all of France. Okay. Yes. How feminism destroyed France. That's brought to you by Infowars. Okay. <laughs> I, so I'm going to, I would like, look that up, but I'm afraid to go on that site and taint my computer. You got one out of three. That's good. Great. <laughs> I think a low score, this is like golf. A low score is an indicator of goodness. That It is. In especially this in this. In the right. Game. Okay. So very good. Are you ready for round two? Yes. Round two is presidents. Okay. <laughs> Yes, all of them. Yes, all of them. Well, three, because there's only three headlines. (laughs) All the presidents. Okay. First headline in the president's round. Obama portrait shock. President covered in sperm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's got to be the onion, but I know where that comes from. Oh, my God. Breitbart. Are they okay? So really, Infowars reported this because it because mm-hmm. he's that in was leaves. Info, yeah. He's among leaves. That was an Infowars headline from February thirteenth, right after I watched the unveiling I of the. I watched the unveiling, like I watched it live of the portraits, mm-hmm. and I loved watching it. It was so beautiful and sacred. It just felt it's felt so important, Apparently. and I'm really glad I got to watch it. Yeah. I missed the sperm element. I mean, I told, and I'm usually looking for that, so I'm not sure how I missed it, but. I have, I have no idea what it means. I, I don't, okay, what so is I that? think I it's just because he's surrounded by leaves. Okay. But the Kehinde Wiley portrait, like, it, yeah. so he's among foliage, and I guess some of them might be shaped, like, sperm-like. I mean, this is a reach, but I'm assuming that's what the article was about. Okay. Whatever. One uh, of our listeners can go research it go and give research us a summary. It. <laughs> Tell us what they meant but anyway. I know I I think I get it. I okay, think I get it. Second headline under mm-hmm. round two presidents. Mm-hmm. Guantanamo inmates cheer after learning Trump saved their home. That's gotta be the onion. Got it. Okay. Because <laughs> when he went I almost fell off my seat when that when he said that during I think it was the State of the Union. And I was like Wait, I was in the car and I was like, we're talking about Gitmo? We're talking about Gitmo? What is happening? I remember really being floored that Gitmo yeah. came up as yes. like, yes, we're going to keep it open. Yeah. So, yes, you're right. Okay. The okay. Good the job. Onion. Final, final headline in the president's round. Mm-hmm. President Clinton threatens North Korea. It would be the end of their country as they know it. Oh, oh. Um, Breitbart? You got it. Just because we didn't have a break. That's right. <laughs> I'm gaming the system like She's students gay. do on multiple choice questions. Good like, job. She's learning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. You're like the AI. I can learn, <laughs> can learn how you think. 
<laughs> That's correct. That is Breitbart. <clears throat> they were doing a little flashback to remind us yeah, that I was like, President Clinton. Trump's um, comments about North Korea actually aren't that bad because look at what President Clinton did. So I had a moment right, in the pause that moment the there that I had was when you said <laughs> President Clinton, like deep in my heart, I like felt like maybe Hillary was president oh. for a moment. Like seriously, I paused and I was like, <laughs> Thinking in my like deep subterranean brain, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that sounds so nice." Yeah. And then I came back to reality, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I got to answer this question." <laughs> so that pause was like all those things happening at once at inside the of me. Okay. Yeah, it was thank, really. Thank you for that tour of your brain. Yeah, it I was think you have intense. a lot of sympathy. It was intense. <laughs> okay, final round. Oh, what's and this about? This is about active shooters. Oh. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Aren't all shooters active? Well, I don't understand. Yes, okay. in theory. Okay. okay, so this is the active shooter round three headlines. First headline He never went in. Officer on duty filmed doing nothing during Florida shooting. Breitbart. InfoWars. You got it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I was, was like, I'm sorry. I was that like, was, I was like, <laughs> that was because that's true. That I, was a, <laughs> it was the tone that I was trying yeah. to decide which tone yeah. it was. It was Infowars. That was my misfire. I feel like on that would be. I feel like Infowars would have had a happy. harsher, harsher um, headline than that. Yeah, I was surprised. I was yeah, expecting that, feels that. Almost like soft mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. It does. So I was, I was really looking for something that was very infowarish. Yeah. And that's. I was like, wow, that's really calm for yeah, them. Yeah, that's okay. Calm. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I just got a little buzz happy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Winning a Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. Next headline: Active shooter at large reports endless background hum of modern American life. Onion. You got it. (laughs) Very good. And finally, teachers training to take on active shooters with bare hands. Um, uh, Breitbart. Right. That's right. Again, I just use my press, but it's hard for me to tell the difference in tone. Yeah. With Infowars and Breitbart, they're kind of melding together, which is interesting because Steve Bannon and Alex Jones are pretty different. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have similar mentalities, but like the way they do it is different. So. I'm, that's interesting that it was hard to differentiate between the two. Yeah. And I think, too, like the Onion headlines, I tried to pick ones that, I mean, you could almost see them yeah, being believable. in yeah. either Breitbart or Infowars and vice versa. Like the teachers training to take on active shooters with bare hands. I should have actually put that before the Onion because to me that sounds like that sounds like that an that Onion. Sounds like that an sounds onion like story. an Onion. Right. That sounds like an Onion story. <laughs> totally. And only because you're better than AI and you figured out the pattern. <laughs> I I really, I've earned my PhD. You have. So um, thank you for playing. My oh, friend. that was so fun. And I think maybe it's nice for listeners to just hear some laughter. Yeah. Because so, everything is so depressing lately. So thank you for playing along and listening. And hashtag we, not the onion. Yeah. I love that that's like a thing now. Like you're, <laughs> and when you post something in true life that's like so ridiculous, you're like hashtag not the onion. I do that all the time. Like, yeah, I know you do. The, not, not the, the onion. onion. Right. You not do it onion. all the time. <laughs> Because it's just like constant. So again, thank you, Tabitha, for that idea. That was really fun. I hope you listeners enjoyed that. I want to end the table talk today with a thank you to Kiara Jane and to Jessica for donating some money to our podcast. 
And also, I want to thank our listeners. Um, I want to read two uh, reviews. So when you go onto Facebook or your listening platform and you rate us and then you leave a review, a written review, take a couple of minutes of your time to leave us a review, that actually really helps us build our audience because all those listening platforms have these behind the scenes algorithms, right, that are going on. And if you rate us and review us, that will notch us up in those those algorithm ratings so that our podcast will appear more frequently in front of complete strangers views like when they go onto their um itunes podcast app or the podbean app or facebook they'll our stuff will show up um and that's really how we need to build our audience at this point because i'm pretty sure everybody the two of us know are already following us so and thank you and thank you everybody that we already know but i wanted to read a couple of listener reviews because they're super um kind and and really honest and we appreciate all the feedback so from chris g she says i've been listening since the beginning but haven't felt the need to comment in a public forum until now thank you both for the amazing work you do in the face of especially this week adversity inside 254 is a light in the darkness and i can't thank you enough for it yeah so as a result of this week's twitter storm i've put my money where my mouth is and i'm now your newest patron keep fighting the good fight thank you chris we appreciate your comment your kindness and your patronage and also from leticia g my first introduction to this podcast was episode 18 charlottesville Mm. and white supremacy that was one of our actually just to insert that was actually one of our most popular episodes Mm -hmm. um she says the first word that came to mind and still does as i listen to each new podcast and revisit previously released episodes is fearless in all caps yeah these are so nice they're so nice dr clemens and dr morris are eloquent thoughtful and extremely accessible providing new language to thoughts and feelings i have not heard approached elsewhere Hmm. beautifully thought-provoking and growth inducing so we really appreciate those comments um, from chris and leticia and and our other listeners who've provided reviews Um, if you believe what we're doing is valuable and adding value to the public discourse of our country of your of your community where you talk to people you learn things on here and then you talk to people about it we really would appreciate your patronage you can go over to podbean and click on the patron button and for as low as a dollar a month you can contribute um, to our podcast to help us keep sustainable we try to run some ads to build awareness about our podcast we also buy things like postcards and stickers and things and journals to give to you guys and books to give away so um, if you can help us that way that would be great and if you don't have any money right now just please go on to your listening platform and rate and review us and that will help us too so is there anything you want to add no just thank you to leticia and who is the other person uh chris Chris, g chris g Mm -hmm. and and for all of you that have taken that time to help us grow along with you and and i've been getting a lot of comments on my news feed lately about how academics have such a hard time breaking through and if you and i was like that kind of sounds like why i have a podcast Mm -hmm. so if you think that we're doing a good job of taking some things that and some ideas that are really academic but bringing them better and more understandably into a public sphere that's really our goal so if you think we're doing that and you can support us by being a patron. We would really, really appreciate it because <laughs> otherwise, we, you know, we're this just. Is, this is obviously a labor of love, and yeah. we gotta, we gotta grow our audience yeah. and stay sustainable. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Like what you're hearing. 
Become a patron of our podcast and help us be sustainable. Click that little green Become a Patron button on our Podbean page and it'll get you started. But here's the cool news. There are three different patron levels that you can participate in to show your love and support of our hard work for you. A monthly commitment of just $1, which is less than the cost of a cup of coffee, gets you a large, cool, square sticker for your computer with our freshly designed logo, and you can share the love. For $5 a month, you get two stickers, a shout-out on Facebook and on the podcast, plus our newest patron level of $8 a month. You'll get all the love and swag of the $1 and $5 levels, but also early access to every episode and expert extra. So join our patron team at this $8 a month level and be in the know before everyone else. All of your donations are greeted with our deepest gratitude. Thanks for keeping us sustainable. Time for... Trumpster Fire! Colleen, we need to talk about Trump's tweeting and the (laughs) policy on his new gun proposal that doesn't exist anywhere. Have you heard about this? So, right. So we... Yeah. So so this morning, I heard all this news that there are these new gun proposals and that a new commission has been formulated... But I have been looking, at, and even on WhiteHouse.gov, which first I typed in as ShiteHouse.gov by accident, but I just wanted to share that with everybody. By, um, it, it's not there. Like so, there it keeps saying there are these proposals, and your instinct and my instinct is, of course, to look at primary documents. So we're like, it. let's go find it, so we can actually read it, and it's not there. So we no. just have to go off of. Twitter and news stories that are reporting the announcements of it, but there is no proposal for us to help you see and understand. And maybe by the time this episode comes out, it'll be there, there, but but it's not available to us. So all these proposals are in the ether, but they're not available in any kind of form for us to read. Right. So, so if we're going with um, Donald Trump's Twitter feed as policy tweets, right? Because this is basically what we're left with. So what he has on his Twitter feed today is this. March um, 12th. March 12th. Very strong improvement and strengthening of background checks will be fully backed by White House. Legislation moving forward. Bump stocks will soon be out. Highly trained expert teachers will be allowed to conceal carry subject to state law. Armed guards, okay. Comma. comma deterrent. Exclamation point. Exclamation. And then over-enthusiastic ellipses, ellipses, which is totally a waste on Twitter. You only get 140 characters. If schools, um, if schools are mandated, this is the second part, this is the second tweet that's part of the thread. If schools are mandated to be gun-free zones, violence and danger are given an open invitation to enter. Almost all school shootings are in gun-free zones. Cowards will only go where there is no deterrent. Um, he also posted... On 18 to 21 age limits, watching court cases and rulings before acting, states are making this decision. Things are moving rapidly on this, but not much political support in parentheses, to put it mildly. So I guess this is what we're left with as far as the proposals out of the White House is Donald Trump's Twitter feed. Because the original document, what all these news organizations are citing, doesn't exist anywhere right. in there the is, public. So there is no primary document, even though there are all these news. They're all reporting that this is happening, but they just circle around each other instead of, like, you click on the link, like, oh, this must take us to the yeah. primary source. 
and it doesn't. So this Very is just based on a Twitter feed and some announcements that were made yesterday. Yeah. So I'd like to talk about, well, first of all, the idea that there's not enough political support for raising the age limit, um, that's pure NRA. That's pure NRA. I think that's definitely, the NRA just sat down with him this week. I heard a report that they had to sit down with him. And Trump was actually supportive of raising the age limit last week until the NRA sat down with him and suddenly he's against it. So obviously, and simultaneously, I also saw that um, he has been um, doing some campaign rallies to run for 2020. So he he probably wants NRA. Yeah, he was in Pennsylvania NRA. over yeah. the weekend. He yeah. probably wants NRA money for his um, second presidential run. He needs to court the NRA voting uh, contingent Block. of the right. <laughs> Um, so he is obviously making political um, compromises there um, in order to appease, right? The the Second Amendment f- flakes or whatever you want to call them. Um, well, and and just the NRA. I don't even. I think we need to be careful about conflating the Second Amendment people that's and true. NRA at this point. Yeah, that's like true. to me, they're not even the same. No, because I mean, I'm a favor of the Second exactly. Amendment. Exactly. I'm a fan of the Constitution. Right. The entire thing. Exactly. <laughs> I have no right. problem with these amendments. But I think there is a conflation of people who are saying, second amendment, second amendment. And they also, some of them, not all of them, some of them also support the NRA. And I think the NRA is getting way, way, way too extreme. I think for, I would like to believe that the NRA is becoming too extreme for most legal gun owners. Like people who use guns for home protection, hunting, sport shooting, like a target practice i mean there is nothing they wrong use guns with like things. you do like i do it's right <laughs> like the, the, the way I, you use a the gun. way i use yeah. a gun it's not it, you you're you know you're not having a gun to go commit violence you have very specific reasons for it right um that are mostly recreational or home protection or whatever right but the people who really support the nra they're off their rocker. And then the other thing of this policy proposal, which again, it frustrates me that we can't find the original document to this. Yeah. But the other part of this is this, and we've seen this, you've probably seen this on the news, um, the idea that Trump supports arming teachers. So for concealed carry. Um, Mm. On our campus, we have a, a policy that's in place that will, if you already have a concealed carry permit, you need to get permission from our public safety to basically use your permit on campus. But here's the thing, who is ever going to go and ask for permission? Because it's concealed carry, how you wouldn't know somebody was carrying a gun. Mm -hmm. So even though there's a policy in place, to me that policy, and I'm sure a lot of colleges are like this, some have, especially public universities, you can't prevent the public from coming onto your campus. Right. <laughs> you can only put so many um, restrictions in place because, you know, free speech, First Amendment, you know, rights, the whole constitutional rights. I mean, it's a public space. So you have to be really careful. So it's this balance. In fact, at our at our last union meeting, we were talking about like, well, what can we do anything? And our rep council actually voted uh, a motion. We made a motion and the motion passed to encourage administration to change the policy to ban all guns on campus, period, except for the police. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't know that they're actually gonna do that, but we, we're trying, I mean, we're trying to make that case. But the fact that Trump wants to arm teachers, I mean, I, I just feel like that's a losing proposition across the board. And I actually know quite a few people who would probably be 
qualified and capable. I'm thinking of some of our colleagues even who are former National Guard, former military, people who've actually had training, I mean, training beyond just target practice, Mm -hmm. like real legitimate hardcore training in how to handle weapons and stuff. Um, But I also am uncomfortable with that because that puts a lot of burden. I mean, we're we're at the university level. I'm not even thinking about K through 12 Mm -hmm. at this point, but at the university level, we have enough to deal with. Mm-hmm. We have enough things that we have to d- deal with and navigate with students and classrooms and planning and our time is being pulled in all these directions. That's a huge burden to place on someone who just because they have, I guess, the proper background and training, that's a huge burden to say, okay, by the way, you have to be the first responder. What? The? I just disagree with that. I don't think that's right. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's, you know, more active shooter drills or locking down the whole camp i don't know what the answer is but (laughs) arming teachers i don't think is the answer i think that that's the wrong direction to be going i think it's i think it's uh, (laughs) reprehensible i i you know no kid you know for me teaching has been a vocation it's a calling it's what i've always known i was going to do and to add on to the humanity of that position some kind of responsibility of carrying some kind of I mean arms uh, is is and oh and then I'll get a bonus from Donald Trump like I I I just I always circle back to the story of my first day and my first teaching job when the department chair walked around with a box of staples and she was delivering uh, materials for us for the year and she opened the box of staples and gave me a row of staples like I thought she was gonna give me the box and she gave me a row and she was like here are your staples Wow. Because we shared a box, like we had to share a box of staples. Like, I, I, don't, I just think at it's such a deep and base level where there's so many things we could do for education that have nothing to do with guns. Yeah. And my students used to ask me, um, because I was teaching high school when Columbine happened, so that dates me a little bit. And I remember the day after Columbine happened, I had my students journal about it and we had a classroom discussion about it. And and they asked me if if I worried about that, about being shot. And I always said that my relationships with my students are my best protection because if they know that I care about them and that if I've been paying attention, and it does sound like this person in Florida that was on many, many people's radars Mm -hmm. because it sounds like that it was a well-functioning public school. there was nothing surprising about him you know so all the it's like all those other things that we say should work didn't work so the answer is not suddenly arming teachers right um maybe all those other things need to work first right and work better and work better and every now and then they're not going to work right right this isn't utopia no i understand that however there is also there are probably about 50 different steps that we could take before arming teachers is the one that we're going to take yeah i was really like a band-aid like it's just like it's like a feel good in a weird way feel good quick fix that is not going to work for education no i was i was just really disappointed to see this administration and even members of the public and people even that i know yeah jump on that bandwagon and say oh that's going to solve the problem (sighs) no it's not you know like you said there's so many structures that failed this this shooter in in Florida and so many structural failures. I mean, every single one, right? You went over them in the last episode, I think, in yeah, one yeah, of our last right. episodes. The so structural many, issue. So many structural failures, 
And so we jump to, oh, let's arm teachers and that will solve the problem. It's almost like, right, the, the Band-Aid, the, the magic right. fix. There it, it's like we're always looking for a magic fix with education and the teachers are always saying, give us smaller classes, give us the resources we need, give us the time we need, mm -hmm. let us know our students, let us advocate for them, let's have guidance counselors, let's Student make sure we have services. enough school sky psychologists, yeah. let's make sure we have enough of these things that are the safety nets for kids, mm -hmm. and then maybe we have a better chance. Yeah, I want to talk too about, yep. um, because this is an education issue, mm -hmm. that the president over the weekend established the Federal Commission on School Safety that will be chaired by Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. <laughs> oh my God. And I thought, you know, when I heard that announced this morning on NPR, I was <sighs> like, boy, you know, I think people, we fought so hard for her to not become Education Secretary. And little did we know that this was also going to be something on her plate and how inequipped she is, was already. And now we're going to have this Federal Commission on School Safety that has no deadlines, right? So there's no timeline, there's no deadline that's associated with this commission. Um, that they're going to explore possible solutions such as the age requirement for purchases, which then Donald Trump said he's not going to do. So what you know, it feels like we're on this weird hamster wheel of I don't even it know it's like, not even lip service. Well, it sounds at this point. it sounds like a lot of talk with no action, and that's right. been the problem all along. Right. Every time we have a school shooting, it's talk, talk, yep, talk, yep. talk, talk, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Let's talk about it some more. Let's talk about it some more. Let's talk about it some more. But don't take any action. Don't tighten up the NICs background check don't improve mental health services at schools don't don't do don't do anything don't don't and don't just don't take any action that's everybody's go-to is don't take any action so now we have an administration that's at least talking about taking action but what the hell action are they taking that's well, right i was just about to say i'd frankly be happier if they took no action yeah. if this is the action they are going to take yeah and this uh, just this last thing to say about this is mm -hmm. this idea that people commit these acts and these atrocities because they're cowards you know, Donald Trump continues yeah. to link this idea of like cowardly, right. they're cowardly, they're cowards, they're cowards. And uh, that is not helpful vocabulary. It's not helpful language because then it's like a character defect as opposed to a structural issue that we could maybe do something about. Right. And granted, the structures failed oh. phenomenally every single on one. every front in, in the Parkland shooting. Yep. Um, sorry, I always say it wrong because I went to Parkland, but the Parkland shooting. Yeah. Um, and and so structurally, I get it; it failed. But uh, I don't know what. It, no, you're right. The, yeah. Using using the ad hominem attacks of saying someone's a coward doesn't solve. Also, does not solve the problem. In right. fact, it might make it worse. I think it makes it worse. I yeah. think that's what I'm trying to say is yeah. that then it becomes well, I'm not a coward, so right. this is not my problem. Well. Right. Okay, uh, again, it comes back to the individual versus the things that around that individual, those structures, like, okay, well, he's just a bad apple. All right, why don't we think about what created this bad apple? Well, and let's also think about the argument about the good guy with the gun. That theory went blown out of the water because there was a an armed feel, can police I say I officer. I feel so bad for that police officer. That's fine, but that okay. was an armed, trained police officer right. with a gun and he sat outside and did not go right. in because now, here's no the one thing. knows what they're right. going to do here's until the thing. it happens here's the right. thing this whole good guy with the gun let's arm teachers right 
who's to say that exact same thing wouldn't just happen? Well, and also, I mean, like they're just predicting like that's going to solve. That's not going to solve the no. problem. You had somebody who knew what he was doing, right. did not go in that building. And also like either he didn't understand what was happening or he froze. And, and I, I just I, I know it's not popular opinion, but I feel badly for that person as a human because to what that person now has to carry is more than I can imagine. Um, but it also rationally disproves every argument, right? Like yep. when that he was when the good, that he story was the good came guy out, the I was like, oh, he was shut. the guy. He was the guy. He was the good guy. The with The trained gun. guy with the and gun. That's all we hear. Good guy with the gun. Good guy with the yeah. gun. Well, he fucking failed. And good, right. yes, I know he has to carry and a everything else. Fine. Well, but, but and, and everything else was his failed. job, right? I know it was his job. I know it was his <laughs> job. Really I know it was his job. I hate that argument. I want all those children to be alive still. I just I hate the good guy with the gun argument. And he basically inadvertently or whatever our president is double down on it. He doubling has. down on it right now. He's doubling down by saying arming teachers. And like, like we're not, like teachers aren't criticized enough in the public domain. Know. We're you know, I, what I love oh, is like, you don't trust me God. to do anything fucking right. <laughs> and then now, and now, you're, now gonna you're gonna give us. me a gun. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. You right. don't, you don't trust us to, you don't even don't give, know. you don't even teach me how to use the grading program. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even get enough time to figure out, I don't even yeah. get enough time to like learn the new grading system yeah. and you're going to teach me how to use a gun. Like, right. Well, okay. Okay, okay. General public, you, you don't like how we teach. You don't like what we teach. You don't like what we say. You don't right. like the fact that we have a public persona. You don't like, you think we're indoctrinating your kids. We're doing all this horrible stuff and you want to arm us. Are you out of your fucking minds? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank God my kid goes to a Quaker school. Thank God I don't have kids. <laughs> I'm serious. No, I know. It's a really hard time I, to have no. children. It's I, very scary for us. I can't, I can't even. I had to teach. I mean, I had to teach my kid how to play dead the other day. Oh my and God. my kid laid on her back and she was like smiling. And I made her practice laying on her stomach because then her face wouldn't be shown. And she's six. Right. Like I'm like in the office and she came behind. I wasn't planning on having that conversation, but she came behind me when I was watching a New York Times video of the shooting that I I didn't know she was in the room. And so then I was like, well, we have to have this conversation now. And I had to teach my six year old how to effectively play dead. So this is the world we live in now. Right. And if you think some quick fix panacea of arming teachers is going to help. Well, that's great, but uh, it's not. But it won't. From the lips of teachers, it is not not. going to help. Nope. We dedicate ourselves to collective resistance. Resistance to the billionaire mortgage profiteers and gentrifiers. Resistance to the healthcare privateers. As I have said, And as I believe, the advancement of the full participation of women and girls in every aspect of their societies is the great unfinished business of the 21st century. And not just for women, but for everyone. And not just in far away countries, but right here in the United States. Thank you for understanding that sometimes we must put our bodies where our beliefs are. Sometimes pressing send is not enough. If if we want to give all of our children a foundation for their dreams and opportunities worthy of their promise, 
if, if we want to give them that sense of limitless possibility, that belief that here in America, there is always something better out there if you're willing to work for it, then we must work like never before. This episode's fierce woman warrior is Emma Gonzalez. Every single person up here today, all these people should be at home grieving. But instead, we are up here standing together because if all our government and president can do is send thoughts and prayers, then it's time for victims to be the change that we need to see. Emma Gonzalez is a high school senior from Parkland High School in Florida. She survived the terrible shooting of 17 of her classmates and teachers in February 2018. As I was putting this Fierce Woman Warrior segment together, I struggled to find the words to describe how impressed we are by Emma and all of the students who are rising up now and demanding the change that we as adults have been unable or unwilling to create when it comes to gun violence, gun violence in this case, specifically mass shootings in schools. Emma has become an activist and has been thrust into the national spotlight. She's being attacked by people in the GOP She is being targeted for speaking up and speaking out, but her message is true and pure. She and her fellow students of this generation who are in high school right now, they want us to change. They want us to do something. And she is using her voice. She is one of the leaders of this Enough is Enough movement this hashtag never again movement. And we applaud her efforts and her bravery and her courage after having been through one of the worst experiences of anyone's life, much less someone who's only a senior in high school. So I wanna play a little bit more of Emma's speech from that terrible day so that you can understand why we are so impressed by her and she is our fierce woman warrior for this episode. We are going to be the kids that you read about in textbooks. Not because we are going to be another statistic about mass shootings in America, but because, just as David said, we are going to be the last mass shooting. Just like Tinker v. Des Moines, we are going to change the law. That's gonna be Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, in that textbook, and it's all going to be due to the tireless effort of the school board, the faculty members, the family members, and most importantly, the students. When we have had our say with the government, and maybe the adults have gotten used to saying, it is what it is, but if us students have learned anything, it's that if you don't study, you will fail. And in this case, if you actively do nothing, people continually end up dead. So it's time to start doing something. Let's take a time out for a media minute.
I know I'm late to the party, but if you are one of the 10 other people in the nation that haven't watched HBO's Insecure, then I tell you, it is time. Issa Rae's character is so perfectly human. My favorite scenes, and the ones I cringe most during, are the ones in which Issa is at work in an all-white workspace that is trying to help underprivileged kids. The staff simultaneously insults Issa with their generalizations about African Americans while falling all over themselves to not offend Issa with their whiteness. The writing in those scenes is cringeworthy and super smart. Tune in for a few episodes and you will be smitten with all of the characters trying to find their way. Let's end today's podcast with some activist actions. We can participate and help with the momentum begun by the hashtag enough is enough and hashtag never again movement that is currently being led by our young people. First, join the next national school walkout on Friday, April 20th in honor of the 19th anniversary of the Columbine High School shooting where 12 students and one teacher were killed. Follow at School Walkout US on Twitter for the latest details and updates. Second, take 10 minutes this week to call your state elected representatives to express your support for fixing and tightening gun laws. Many state houses are considering their own legislation, and those legislators do listen when you call. For instance, in the Pennsylvania State House, just days after the Parkland, Florida school shooting, our state legislators introduced 11 bills, quote, aimed at tightening access to assault-style weapons, boosting student protection, and intervening in potentially dangerous mental health cases, end quote. That's according to a Morning Call article. So educate yourself on what legislation is being considered in your state and call your state legislators to let them know how they should vote. Finally, this November, vote for congressional candidates who have not accepted money from the NRA. This will require you to do a little digging and be a little more investigative when researching candidates. Don't assume anything. To find out if your current representative received money from the gun lobby, go to politico.org and search for the article title, The Gun Lobby, See How Much Your Representative Gets. At the bottom of the article, you can type in your representative's name, and get that data. And for unknown new candidates this fall, I recommend calling their campaign office and asking point blank. But here's a hint. The vast majority of politicians who receive gun lobby money are Republicans. Do your homework before you vote. Thanks for spending time with us inside 254. You can find us a lot of places online. On Facebook, we're at Inside 254 Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Inside 254 Pod. On Instagram, we are at Inside 254. And on WordPress, where we post links and places that you can go to donate or learn more about our activist actions, we're at Inside254Site, S-I-T-E dot WordPress com. You can find our free episodes on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, and you can also just Google us. There are two things you can do to help us build audience today. You can go onto Facebook, click one of those stars, and leave a comment as feedback, and then you can go to your listening platform and rate us on there as well. By doing those two things, that's going to get our word out and help us build our audience. Thank you for helping us grow.